Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Malaysian Student Podcast. Today, for this episode, we could be talking about war, specifically the Russo-Ukrainian war that's happening right now. Um, yeah, so... Oh yeah, by the way, today I'm being joined by Rishi and Junjie. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. Right. Uh, so yeah, nothing much to really say lah. Let's just get straight into it. Alright, so to give a bit of a brief history about Ukraine, um, Ukraine proclaimed sovereignty back in 16th of July 1990, and Ukraine became independent in 1st of December 1991 after we like, I think 20 about 20 days before the fall of the Soviet Union. So yeah, around that time, Ukraine became independent and was an independent country. And then after that, in 2014, Crimea, which is uh, as one of the Ukrainian regions, was taken over or let's just say invaded by Russia. And this sparked international outrage and is condemned by the United Nations and the European Union. And then in 2019, Volodymyr Zelensky was elected as the president of Ukraine, which is the current sitting president right now for Ukraine and is the president that's uh, leading the war against Russia for Ukraine. And then in December 2021, which was last year, uh, Putin deployed troops near the Ukrainian border and uh, at that point, a lot of uh, international countries, especially the United States, have been warning Ukraine about an invasion, but no one really took it that seriously because, you know, uh, at, at that time, it was very unlikely that Russia would invade Ukraine altogether. And then, uh, come 21st of February 2022, Russian, uh, Russian president... What's his name? Uh? Oh yeah, Vladimir Putin. He uh, proclaimed the independence proclaimed the independence of the Ukrainian regions of Donetsk and Luhansk as independent states. And immediately after that, Putin sent troops into the two states to quote-unquote keep the peace in the area. And just a few days later, Russia launched a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, which was on the 24th of February. And that invasion of Ukraine happened from 24th of February all the way until today. So yeah, very, very brief history of the Russo-Ukrainian war and how it happened. Now that we have gone through the brief history about the Russo-Ukrainian war, Let's take it step by step now. Let's go to the beginning, which is Zelensky being elected as the president of Ukraine. Did you all know that Zelensky was an was a comedian before he became a president? Yeah, and he was an actor in several different TV shows as well. And actually, he was an actor f- as the Ukrainian president in a uh, TV show. I don't remember the name, but he was an actor yeah, for sure. Sh- 
the TV show was Servant of the People. That's that's title. So in that in that TV show, he was if I'm mistaken, he was a history teacher who got the chance to become president. And then people were very much interested in the way he acted out his part in the story, of course, as a president who goes against the injustice and everything. Injustice. Injustice or injustice? Injustice, right? Injustice. Yes. Injustice and unjust things. And then, if I'm mistaken, he won the majority on that in his election by 70% against the ruling party. So it was a big, it was a very big victory for him. Okay, that, so yeah, that's a history of uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. Okay, so let's just go on to the main to- talking point. Lah. Like, uh, well, I'm sure if you guys have read the news or whatever, you would know that Russia has uh, failed miserably in the invasion of Ukraine. Putin and his uh, uh, advisors actually thought that the war would end in like, what? No, I mean the invasion would take about like a few weeks at best, at, at most. Initially, they expected it to be less than 24 hours. So it's just not only Ukraine, Russia, the whole world thought it's just going to take them one day. Like they just enter and then they announce Ukraine as an independent country. And, and not announce, like take over Ukraine. That's what people all over the world thought. Even if, if it's not a day, maybe at best a week. And at, at most, but well, uh, well, apparently didn't even take a day. It took like what three months, four, three, four months. And right now, uh, Russian is the Russian military is uh retreating back to <laughs> back to the uh their initial starting point before the invasion. Actually, uh, correction. Most of the Russian military is withdrawing back. I'm not really certain about the current situation in Mariupol, uh, which is one of the coastal cities of U- Ukraine. I'm not really sure about the situation at in that region. So I'm, I'm going to write myself and say most of the Russian military is pulling back. Now, what a lot of people really know about is how did Russia fail so miserably in the invasion? Oh, I thought that taking, Iran, taking Ukraine is just a piece of cake. Yes. They didn't expect all the people, all the Ukrainians, they are so united. Even until now, they haven't lose. And also at the same time, uh, their president also trying very hard to seek, to seek the help from uh, all the European countries. Because actually, I think we should explain why uh, Russia want to want to invade Ukraine. Because actually, Ukraine is it's actually a barrier because of its location between uh, European countries and Russia. So, um, Ukraine, the Ukraine's decision will allow, sorry, will decide the future of European and Russia. For example, because Ukraine want to join NATO, right? Which is North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So, if Ukraine successfully join NATO, it would be economically and militarily a big disadvantage to Russia. 
as to why it's a big disadvantage is uh very how should I say it's very very complicated, let's just say that and it would take a lot of explanation for it. A lot of explanation, a lot of uh, going through about the history and geography of the area, which I think we don't have the time for, but we will leave links to YouTube videos down in the description below, which will go into detail about these aspects. Right now, we're just giving you guys a simple overview. And apart from military concerns, we can also say that uh, Russian President Putin maybe had visions of uh, uniting again the Soviet Union. That's uh, one of the few rumors that's been going around as well. Exactly. It, was, it is also said that Putin's... Should we say Mr. Putin or just say Putin? President Putin? Uh... Okay. Anyways. Okay, anyways. Uh, it is said that President Putin's biggest dream is to unite the Soviet Union back to its old glory. It is it's said to be one of his biggest goals in life. People even say that you know, this was the inspiration behind him come, becoming a president of, of Russia. Yeah, and of course these are all just rumours, not, not nothing confirmed or whatever. <clears throat> true, true, true. And one more uh, factor for why Russia, Russia, Russia invasion of Ukraine failed miserably is because it became an ar- urban warfare. Do you, know, do you know what's urban warfare? Urban warfare. Means they are fighting in, in the cities, like first quarter combats in, in the city, in the streets of Ukraine itself. Especially exactly. in the capital of Kiev. Yes, exactly. No matter how trained or how specialized an army is, Ukraine will always have an upper Ukrainian citizens or Ukrainian military so uh, soldiers will always have an upper hand when it's their own place because they know their place best better than anyone else. So when they attack, when Russia attacked any 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 places in Ukraine, Ukraine has Ukraine had the upper hand of knowing the place very well, up to the point that they can defeat the soldiers. Yes, and urban warfare throughout history has been very deadly to, uh, especially to 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 both sides, especially the invade the invading uh military, and a great example of this was. Back in World War Two, the Battle of Stalingrad, or should I say, the Siege of Stalingrad, where German invaded Russia, and yeah, the Russian military actually uh, actually used urban warfare against the Germans, which was very deadly, and it's said to be one of the deadliest battles in World War Two. For those who are wondering how Gohau knows this information. Mind you, he's a World War Two specialist. He has gone through every history and battles that is in World War Two, so don't mind him. Major he ones. The major ones. Don't lie, lah. That day I that day I saw you reading up something that I've never even heard before. What? Okay, but never mind. I, I don't, that's why I say I never heard before, right? I still don't even, I don't know what I, what it is. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's the war effort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like reading about it. So, listeners, anyone interested to know more about a specific war in detail, you can send us a message, a, a DM in Instagram, and Goha will happy will be happy to help. Don't, don't do that. 
you're signing a new job. Okay, go on. All right, and also another factor is that Russia they they did they did not account for how long this uh invasion will take because they only send troops in with the required amount of resources that they anticipated, which is uh twenty four hours of resources maybe, and also. So yeah, after like maybe the initial invasion, most of the Russian soldiers were are running out of uh equipment and resources and food to to continue advancing. So yeah, if you go into social media, you can also see that a lot of uh videos about Russian soldiers uh looting shops in Ukraine, especially. Like those small businesses, convenience shops, you can see a lot of videos uh showing them doing it. So which also goes to show like how underprepared and under equipped these soldiers are. Do you know this is ironic? You know why this is an this is ironic? Do you know Napoleon? Napoleon Bonaparte? Yeah. The one of the main reasons why his invasion of Russia failed is because of this. They were underprepared, and also the weather. Yes, it was to conquer Russia. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and also the same thing happened during uh Germany's invasion of Russia as well in World War Two. So what we see is history does repeat itself, at times. At times. Oh my God. Yeah, some of the Russians, Russian soldiers. They just thought it was a military exercise. Yes. Like only they went there just for practice. Yeah, they, they did. They, most of them didn't even know that they were yeah. in U- Ukrainian territory. They didn't know they would be involved in a real war. Yes. And they all thought that, wow, the Ukrainians will, will celebrate. Yeah, will we'll, celebrate when they we'll the, welcome them as their heroes. Yeah. Yeah, there was all like. Yes, and also, uh, during their, during most of the soldiers during that deployment, they also don't have their phones with them, so they can't, you know, uh, keep up with the latest news. So, yeah, that's also another reason for it. One of the biggest thing that happened during this Ukraine uh, this war. Do you know that all the citizens were allowed to have weapons? Like every citizen were allowed to have weapons. Yes, and also, uh, also with the. Right now, with social media and the age of the internet, uh, um, people were sharing about how to counter Russian soldiers and how to destroy or immobilize their vehicles with homemade, uh, was it, uh, Molotovs? Was it homemade Molotovs? Like PUBG one. Yeah, those yeah. Molotovs are like, <laughs> like when you when you throw and then it creates like a big fire like that, ah. Uh. Uh. Like beer bottles, and then you throw, and then like a big fire come out. Yeah, those wow. are called Molotovs. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Technological era giving so many people so much ideas. <laughs> but yes. the whole world, not not the whole world. I shouldn't say the whole world. Most of the world was supporting Ukraine in this war. Yes, and also another account that Russia didn't uh take was they didn't expect was uh how the western world would react to the invasion because like in the first week of the invasion 
the Western world like imposed so many sanctions on Russia that it's it just completely crippled their economy. Because uh because if you see back in two thousand eight when they invaded Georgia, like not a lot of severe sanctions was imposed, and also in twenty fourteen when they invade Crimea, like nothing much was really done. Like not 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 severe, not a lot of severe sanctions were there. If you go into Google and search for Russian currency, uh, you can see uh, that is one during mid. Where where this? Somewhere between. Oh wait, I can't see it. Uh, this minute. Somewhere between January and May, you can see a big dip in the currency. Rubles were rubles went so down that it sound it seemed like the whole economic economical stability of Russia was crippled. Yeah. So the sanctions were very bad. That bad. Yeah, very bad. Yeah, and I think from the news, some businessmen of Russia already left the country. Yeah, businessmen also known as oh, uh, what's it called? Oligarchs. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Oligarchs means uh, yes, oligarchs. Yeah. Very very rich people that control the political, uh, landscape of a certain country. That's what you. That's what. That's who you regard as oligarchs. Until one point, it seemed like the whole world was against Russia. Unless Until a big country. And also, another problem is their poor logistics uh, for Russia. Russia, because they rely a lot on their railway network to transport equipment, uh, especially the military equipment. But the moment where the train line stops, they have to move the rest of their equipment by... Uh, trucks but these trucks Russia don't have a lot of and at that point of the uh, at that point of the war they were focusing on resupplying their missile batteries with missiles and primarily missiles and a single missile is already t- taken up like a one single truck already so a lot of their uh, uh, trucks were Occupied with, with transporting the missiles from the train station to wherever their missile battery is. Which means that uh, most of their soldiers were not getting enough food, enough supply on the front lines to support the invasion. And also, and another one is that uh, Russia was using unsecured communications. These are just speculations. Uh, I, I don't know whether is it actually confirmed or not, uh, but Russia was using like radios back in I don't know like during the Soviet era like their communications were obsolete let's just say when uh, how how do you define ob- obsolete uh? obsolete means uh no out no of, longer out of, date, yeah, out of date which makes it easy for uh western countries especially the United States to help Ukraine gather intelligence or maybe teach the Ukrainians how to crack their uh, communications and to gather intelligence about Russian troop move- movements and all those sort of stuff. And also there, there, are, uh, there have also been people saying that even amateur radio enthusiasts can listen in on the Russian communications uh, and also stream them on, on the internet as well. I think... Yeah, 
people are actually streaming their Russian communications on on the internet. So yeah. That's how bad their their videos are. By the way, yeah, I think I think previously at, at the beginning of the war, there were some hackers saying that they were hacked the system of Russia, right? Oh yeah. Anonymous. Uh, anonymous. Yeah, I think yeah, they did hack a lot of uh, different uh military branches, especially the most no- notable ones are Russian Ministry of Defense. And then they also leaked tons of classified documents. I think they also hacked some of their news network as well. Man, it was reported that they found 17,000 IP addresses who were hacking from all over the world. Yeah. They only found 17,000, but the hacker, hackers community know that it's way more than 17,000. To cripple a system as powerful as Russia, it, it took a long time. So yeah, that's just basically uh, why Russia, the Russian invasion failed. Now let's let's like move into a bit more of a like, uh, political slash military section of the podcast. Uh, one of the main reasons why Russian invade Ukraine is also to stop the NATO expansion. Uh, NATO, I'm sure, uh, I think Junjie said, mentioned just now, the North Atlantic, uh, North Atlantic, what? Uh? The okay. North, uh, yeah, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is basically an intergovernmental military alliance, military alliance means to strengthen the military relationship between its member states. One of the main, uh, what is it? Okay, so uh, back in two thousand eight, somewhere around two thousand eight, uh, Ukraine actually, Ukraine actually applied to become a NATO member, but Russia, but Russia was very against it back then, because uh, that's also one of the reasons they want to. I think that's also one of the reasons they invaded Ukraine, uh, which is to prevent the NATO expansion and to have NATO like right next to. Right next to their country because Ukraine and Russia border is actually a very big border. But with the current with the invasion of Ukraine, uh this has also triggered the Nordic countries of Finland and Sweden, who weren't part of NATO, to, to apply membership to be part of NATO. Originally they they were not keen of being part of NATO, but due to but the Russian invasion of Ukraine, they are now very keen on becoming part of NATO. And as expected, Russia was very unhappy about it. Like, uh, Russia has been issuing threats saying that uh, if Finland joins NATO, if Sweden joins NATO, we will take military action. But to be honest, with, with the state of their Ukrainian invasion going, uh, let's just say most of the international world aren't taking their threats seriously right now. Even if you go onto yeah. social media like Reddit, like a lot of people have been saying Russia like you're just getting empty threats like like right right now like a lot of people don't take their Russian military so seriously. But 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 it's a fact that 
Russian Russia is only using one third to the of its full army. They yeah, still they have, have nuclear uh, weapon. Yeah, still have nuclear yeah, weapons. Exactly. It is also worth mentioning that Russia was very keen on not attacking the civilians in Ukraine during the beginning of the war. They were very, they were like kind of very keen on that motive that they don't want to attack anyone except for the military. This is what they said was what they say it was. Their fight is against the government, not the people. No one wants the World War Three to happen, right? Yes, exactly. That's that's one of the main reasons nuclear weapons are not still being used. If there's a usage of a nuclear weapon, uh, it's a full flash World War Three. People are very careful. If it happens, it is safe to say that humans can't live without a war for at least hundred years. Which is true. Yeah. Last World War, the World War ended nineteen forty-five, right? World War Two. Like even in, in even in between World War Two and now, there's been uh, a lot of war going on. Uh, especially in the mid Middle East, we have the the uh Iraqi invasion. Uh, what else? Uh, Iraqi invasion of uh Kuwait. Uh, Iraq and Iran not happy with each other. Uh, Egypt and Israel. Their war there uh, over the Suez Canal, yeah. The difference between those wars and World War is, it was look this these wars are very localized. Like this the southern region is having a problem, but World War kind of involves every country on earth. Oh uh, well, yeah, and also happened. let's not forget about the Falk, the Falkland War. Yeah, humans can't seem to live without wars for a long time. Yep. <laughs> It takes out the fun out of living. I don't get that. I don't get that notion. But still, they have their own reasons. We are not here to debate whether it's valid or false. We're just giving our opinions. Humans tend to fight. Yeah. No matter how stupid the reason is, it's not a fight. Yeah, like the Vietnam War. The United States went to war with Vietnam because of communism. But in the end, they lost the Vietnam War because uh, because of a uh, guerrilla warfare, which uh, most of the U.S. soldiers were not e- equipped for. So yeah, war has been happening for a very long time. So yeah, war has been happening for a long time. And uh, speaking of the United States and Vietnam, uh, United States uh is helping Ukraine. Uh, immensely when it comes to providing military equipment, providing financial aid, providing intelligence. Uh, so exactly. Yeah, Rishi, do you want to go in detail about it? Yeah, right. In the beginning of war, people were not expecting Ukraine to stand up against Russia, stand up, stand up with Russia. Then once decided to stand up, people, uh, countries all over the world decided to help. Ukraine in an indirect manner. Instead of sending soldiers, they sent equipment. At first, the equipment were not very high-tech, high, high-tech, but after they saw Ukraine is starting to kind of get an upper hand over Russia, started to send high-tech equipment. And one of the major countries to send the equipment was US. At one point in this war, 
it started to seem more of like Ukraine versus Russia. No, no, not Ukraine, sorry. More of like US versus Russia. And both of the countries are using Ukraine as a battlefield. That was the situation for a bit of time in between of the, in between the war. One of the most remarkable thing US did for Ukraine is they sent an 800 million arms package that included heavy artillery and more than 121 unmanned combat drones. These drones are not normal drones. Huh? They, just, they just don't go up and attack. These drones have a high-tech system where it can detect. Do, do you know remote control drones where they have camera on it and you can see it from remote control? Reconnaissance drones. Yeah, I'm not sure about the name. I'm not very high-tech savvy. My, my, sorry. So that, okay, so the soldiers don't have to go directly. Like they just use the controller. Then they see the drones, see see the words. What the, you can see what the drones see. Then they can attack from there. So basically it's like and a multi-role drone. I can conduct concerns. It also can uh, uh, give air support to any uh, soldiers on the battlefield. And so it can... Uh, fire missiles from it. Uh, I'm sure those drones are equipped with uh surface no uh air to surface missiles as well, or even air to air missiles. Very true. This drone comes come along with that as well. But the remarkable thing about this drone, this drone has the ability to. Do you know immobilize immobilize the tanks? I think I think I think I think tanks of a anti tank and anti tank missiles. Yes, this. Drones have the ability to completely mobilize a vehicle or a tank. That's why this was this was actually the people thought it would be a, it would be a game changer where Ukraine can get upper hand over Russia, but it didn't go the way they intended to. But still, this was a big fight against Russia. Actually, the the game changer was uh other countries sending in javelin missiles and anti-tank missiles, shoulder mounted uh missile launchers that can fire missiles that can. Disable tanks. Well, all those are just adding language for me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, I think the UK also supplied some military equipment to to Ukraine, right? At yes. the end of the effort. Yes, they did send a lot. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys read the news. Uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, the U- UK Prime Minister, actually went to Ukraine to meet with yes. President Zelensky. Yes. Yeah, so quite uh quite an interesting little fact right there. Yeah, and this war has just become like the game between those great powers, those great countries. Yeah. This World War Two all over again. But this time the the war is between different people. Yeah, between different people. And you know that Russia withdrew its forces from the whole of Ukraine to the Donbass region, right? Yeah, to the, the Donbass region. And I'm not sure about the situation in uh, Mariupol, one of the coastal cities. I'm not sure about that. Okay. What happened was, during this time period, where Ukraine, I don't know, where Russia announced that they were going to withdraw, and they were withdrawing in the process, U.S. President Joe Biden, he went, I'm not sure what, which country, but he went to a neighbor, neighboring country, like country near Poland, like the Ukraine area. Then he was giving a speech about, okay, in essence, it just meant that U.S. was, Joe Biden was posting that, not on the posting, he was making a statement that 
US is a greater power compared to other countries. Some sort. That's like, that's not exactly what he said, but that's a sense of it. During this time, Russian soldiers who were withdrawing, they attacked the the cities nearby, for like the border, right? They were attacking at the same time. So it was seen more of like retaliation of Russia against US. So that's the time people knew that Joe Biden kind of screwed up because he was kind of editing Russia to be more aggressive. Yeah, but to be honest, from his standpoint, you can say that he's trying to like boost morale, like gain same propaganda, creating propaganda. So yeah, it's true. Like in war, if you boost one morale, you are putting another another person's model right <laughs> that's true in war if you boost once you are depleting another's and talking about propaganda did you, did you know about the peace talks that were going on between in russia and ukraine yeah what happened to that i think that they did uh have some talks about peace i think the first peace talk was in belarus uh between uh, some minister uh, some uh, re- representatives from both countries but that didn't go anywhere the and, peace streets will go, go yeah and also I think they both sides did send in their what, what, what they call it uh, their ambassadors no 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 no, no. their what, what, what do you call it 条件, 条件. requirements no, no, no. That's another. Demands. Ah, yeah, demands. their demands. Yeah, both 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 sides did send in their their demands, but of course they don't like it. So nothing lah. So but no peace talk lah. But to us, that of the peace talk, Zel- uh, President Zelensky, he was keen. He was like, okay, you don't want to join NATO, right? We won't join NATO. He at one point he said that, but that's the time where the attack on Russia happened by Ukraine. Remember. The helicopter, helicopter yeah, yeah, going off, going into there's an oil, oil storage, uh, right? yeah, fuel depot, fuel depot inside Russian border. Then a helicopter went and destroyed the oil depot, and that was the that was an event that kind of ultimately ultimately ended the peace talk. Russia was like, okay, nope, nope, we are talking peace, and you are attacking us. No, we want it to be full-on assault. And that's another event that kind of messed up the whole peace talk. Okay, everyone. Um, everyone. Okay. Okay, no, no, I'm not talking to you, lah, for your business. Everyone, today is not more of an episode, but it's more of like a discussion between the three of us about what we think about the war and what happened here and there. You may have noticed that this is not following any kind of flow. Because we are just going top of our mind, and we want to see what others, what the other person thinks. So yeah, I think that's all the time we have for this episode. Um, do let us know if you guys enjoyed it. Um, let us know in the comment section down below if you guys enjoyed this episode, and be sure to head over to our Instagram. Uh, link for it is down in the description below for more content about the Russo-Ukrainian war. Um. I'm not really sure what the IG team will be, will be posting lah, but but it will it will be interesting. So yeah, do head over and uh, check it out and drop us a follow while you're at it. So yeah, um, 
yeah, and with that, I would like to thank Junjie and Rishi for joining me in this episode. Rishi, I know Rishi sounds very unwell throughout the entire episode. <laughs> because I am unwell. It's more of a sinus attack that happens to me every single day. Ah. Uh, it's cold. Ah, uh, yeah. I hope you are feeling better tomorrow, lah. Uh, that's all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening to us talking about wars. Remember, we have will see you in the next episode. Bye.